Hello and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show recorded live within the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. I'm your host, Kyle, and let's see who else we have on today's panel. Starting over here to the right. Hello, everybody. I'm David Jagno, Senior Editor, UploadVR.com. Hamilton here, Managing Editor, just playing Rock, Paper, Scissors. He needs to get the hand tracking pretty smoothly in here. Nice. Okay. One, two, three. Ah. I'll take that as a win. I'm Shane, <laughs> the CEO of SideQuest, SideQuestVR.com. And uh, just on this, is this the most number of people that have been in a virtual space together with hand tracking? Like, you know, good quality networking along with the tracking as well. I know there's I mean, that, it's but definitely hand tracking, but it's definitely in the top ten most. I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wonder what yeah. I wonder what Facebook has going internally with Verizon. Maybe they've got something mm-hmm. going with mm-hmm. network hand tracking more than this. These hands are much thinner than I'm used to. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's much thinner. Adam has a good question here in the chat. It's a it's a huge, huge, major problem with the avatar system here. And he says, why doesn't David's hair have these super messy look? Yeah, the, the non-download live streams where I'm flustered and sweaty in front of a camera. He's used to seeing that version. So this is this is a little different. A little this different is Kempton, David. I like that. Well, hey, let's get into the show today. Uh, I've got some fun stuff to talk about this week, none of which is Quest 2 related. Is that correct? You know, side quest might run on Quest 2. What do you think, Shane? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It does, I've yeah. confirmed. We just did a stream yesterday, our new game show, where we do a, a random wheel that selects games we put on the wheel, and uh, we did a bunch of side quest games. I actually wrote a review of one of them that's on the site now, Camp Marshmallow. It was fantastic. Thank you for supporting. I just watched There you go. Have you played that, Shane? That's uh, quite the game. I haven't played it yet, no. Very unnerving Here. and creepy. I think I've seen this, but I haven't had a chance to play it myself. My wife, Ola, yeah. is... Sorry, I want to send a link over to Justin Roiland and have him check it out, because I think he would he would appreciate it. It's it's his sense of humor, for sure. The sky looks lovely tonight, don't you think? What's is that marshmallow's name Jeff? <laughs> That's a great that name for a marshmallow. Pretty hilarious. I just got a big story up right before we came in here. Uh, that is very much not Quest 2 related, but it still had to have a Quest 2 mention in there since we're supposed to be due for this 90 hertz mode with PC. And so we'll see how that goes when we get that PC 90 hertz mode for Quest 2. Uh, it's going to be interesting to compare that to the all the other headsets out there. So I'm, I'm, I have a question for you, Shane. Uh, are you going to come out with, Ian accidentally said it, side quest do. Is, are you going to rebrand for the new headset? <laughs> oh, that's funny. We, we are actually looking at possibly rebranding. We're looking at uh, tightening up some of our assets, possibly changing the, the iconic uh, SideQuest logo a little bit. So keep an eye out for that in the next uh, short while. But I don't think we'll go for SideQuest 2. Uh, we, went, we did SideQuest X when we released version 10. Uh, and we skipped mm. version 9, you know, as, as is tradition. Right, right, right. There, there is no version nine of any piece of software or hardware anywhere out there in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 
That's pretty neat. Hey, uh, so other than the VR roulette, David, which is a fantastic uh, new series of videos that uh, you and other members of the team are doing, um, have you played anything else that you'd like to talk to us about? Uh, Well, let's just talk a little bit about what we've been playing this week. Yeah, yeah. The big one for me this week is Solaris Off-World Combat. That's uh, the new... VR shooter from First Contact Entertainment, the creators of Firewall Zero Hour. Um, but Solaris, unlike Firewall, which is a PSVR game, Solaris is Rift and Quest. It's uh, coming to PSVR supposedly later this year, but probably my gut says early next year. I think it'll get delayed probably. Um, but Solaris just came out today. Um, so it's on Quest and Rift. It has cross play, cross buy. Um, I haven't checked the price yet. I don't remember what the price is. But it's kind of a sci-fi shooter, so it's more, um, the premise of it is you are a athlete in the future. You're a virtual athlete, kind of like Tron in a way, but instead of the disc battle, you're shooting each other with guns. And um, it's pretty fun. I liked it from what I've played so far. We should have a review up, um, if not tomorrow, early next week. I plan on playing it a lot today, and uh, I already put in some time previously in a preview period, so... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of footage here on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out. We have a graphics comparison for the Rift and Quest versions, and we also have a uh, preview video that's about five or six minutes long with a lot of info about it. I feel like I'm seeing the fact that somebody said, you know, Echo really needs guns. Mm. Like, does that does it <laughs> Yeah, feel I mean, like that? Echo Combat exists, but uh, this one is, you know, there's gravity. That's I guess that's the main the main difference. Ah, There's gravity okay. and it's uh much more inspired by the likes of like Quake and Doom and Unreal and um you know there's you don't have like an inventory, you don't collect weapons, you know, it's just you run over like you see a rocket launch on the ground, you walk over it, magically you have one in your hand now, you know. It's just very, very fast, very immediate. Um there's very little, you know, like complications with controllers and buttons, it's just flat out go, you know, like it's just it's all about shooting and, and gunning down and it's uh it's 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 pretty fun it's it's a little simplistic i'm i'm curious to see how much how many like how long its uh lifespan will be i think it'll all come down to um how many updates and how frequently they expand it because uh, it's only one game mode it's 4v4 um it's it's a little simple right now but they're calling it here we go air quotes preseason um, so hopefully it has a chance to expand over time. Like a, a major missing feature is there is no party system. So you can't even play with friends right now. It is just queue up for a game and that's it. So they said that's the first update they're going to be adding. Hmm. Neat. Well, you, the fact that it's got gravity though, that's, uh, that's heavy, man. That's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian, what have you been playing this week? I played Gnomes and Goblins wrote in my write-up about it that we're going to hold off on a review. Um, uh, four years after that preview experience for Gnomes and Goblins, where you got to meet this little uh, goblin in the forest, throw it a little acorn, and get to have this little like one-to-one interaction with this little creature. And then I think at the end of the demo, you resize uh, to be really small and be sized like these creatures. And the new uh, version uh, basically has an, a story that lasts less than an hour, and then 
and a sort of a free play mode where you can go to that farm and do some farming. I couldn't figure out what was going on there. I I, ra- I had some stuff grow. Oh, okay. I had some stuff growing in the farmland, but like I just number one, there's performance issues, and I'm I'm running a 2080 with 16 gigabytes of RAM with a a, a processor that I believe is in between uh, the minimum spec and the recommended spec. You shouldn't have performance problems, in my opinion. It's, with that kind of well, computer. it's set to high. All the things in this thing in the settings are set to high. I should have gone back to low, and I still need to go back and go to low to see how that looks in there. But uh, it also doesn't have teleport. What it has is smooth locomotion, and you can go around the forest with this uh, with the stick. And I got pretty sick. Um, after doing this for a little while, and I couldn't tell if it was because of the lack of teleport or the performance, uh, or both. Uh, but I'm more or less Probably a nice, delicious, nauseous cocktail. Yeah, I mean, so you can resize yourself to be small, like one of the mm. goblins, or you can size yourself to be big, like a normal human size, and go around and mess with things around this farm. But like when I'm also wrestling, kind of like feeling a little uncomfortable and, and wobbly. I really didn't yeah. didn't want to get into that any further, and so we're, we don't have a review yet on that. And the the, the reviews on <clears throat> Steam are pretty mixed. The first forty five minutes to an hour of that thing is just magical. Uh, it is just incredible. Uh, it's it's some of the best VR storytelling. These uh, little goblin creatures to be singing at you as you're as you're floating down a river. And you hear uh, these little voices coming at you from all around you on this river. It's like the cutest possible thing you can imagine in VR. <laughs> so it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. But they're also selling this thing for $30. And then you've got performance and this open world thing that didn't really uh, grab me. And we need to have someone really give it that that try. You know, mm. I wonder if the length of time that it sat on the shelf before it was released i wonder if they overshot and were waiting for folks to have better hardware to run this preview had been out in 2016 you would think you could have easily imagined four years of difference there being a lot more graphics cards out there with a lot higher requirements but i mean the, the, the minimum spec on this was higher than half-life alex it's a little awkward because there's like the, there's these giant fields of grass that looks so inviting, but I, I wasn't able to figure out how to get actually to go into the grass. It's like a stay on the path type thing. One person mentioned um, a quick a quick point that I could bring up is Frostpoint, um, that new shooter from NXile that goes into open beta next week. And if anyone's interested in it, you can play it for free during open beta. And if you play enough games, you'll get a free copy for helping them test it. They'll send you a copy of it. They're calling it their play to own campaign. Mm. Um, so they're rewarding beta testers with a copy of the game, which is, yeah, I like that. Very cool. How about you, Shane? Have you played anything new and fun and exciting this week? Ooh, this week has been pretty busy for me. Um, <laughs> sure. But I have been eyeing up something. The latest update from No Man's Sky seemed to um, mm, yeah. a few feathers. That looks yep, amazing. It's on our list. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been busy for a couple of weeks and I haven't had a chance to play it, but 
that big snake thing coming out of the ground. <laughs> that, that's the sort yeah. of thing, you know? Reminds me yeah, of Beetlejuice yeah. or something. The first news piece actually is going to go back to Shane because we're talking about SideQuest getting a big investment from Boost VC and everybody's VR buddy, Palmer Lucky. Uh, Shane, <laughs> what do you want to divulge about this experience for you? First of all, it's great to be able to break the news. Um, we've been we've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks because we wanted to be able to uh, sort of get the information out there at the right time. There was so many large events in the tech space, so that was probably the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do uh, was to keep that under wraps. And if I'm honest, uh, maybe occasionally of a drunk evening, I might have told a friend or two. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Palmer uh, is a great asset. You know, he brings huge strategic value to what we're doing. It was really quite pleasant to to talk to him as well. You know, um, we've been raising for a while now, and we've been dealing with people regionally based here in Ireland, as well as people in in the Bay Area. And um, you know, sometimes it's it's an uphill climb. Um, you know, in terms of getting people up to speed with the technology uh, to be able to then try to explain our little niche, our little pocket of this whole thing. But thankfully with Palmer, it was, a, you know, it was a quick conversation and, uh, it, you know, it was very um, easygoing and he just got it. And um, yeah, he, he, he approached us. Um, I was, I was uh, quite honored by that, you know? Um, and then, yeah, we, we got to break the news yesterday. TechCrunch were kind enough to do a piece uh, for us. Uh, we're already well uh, onto our, on our way to uh, building out an engineering team and being able to actually get uh, some resource behind what we're going to try and do uh, at SideQuest. So up until now, it's been two of us. It's been me and my wife uh, bearing the, the burden as it increases, as this, as this whole thing scales. Um, so I'm really excited to be able to kind of, um, you know, pass the torch on, shall we say, to a team of, of, of engineers, uh, get them up to speed and, um, and be able to kind of uh, have more time myself for, for direction and, and strategy as we go forward. You touched on something very interesting about the investors. Uh, you didn't have to explain VR to Palmer Lucky. If anything, yeah. you could probably explain something to us. Uh, yeah. But having the investors, having been personally involved in uh, enterprise, go find funding type of scenarios, you sit a couple suits down and say, okay, I want your money, and this is why. And you have to explain a base-level knowledge to these folks before you get to the point of why they should give you their money. So having yeah. all of that kind of just, you know, done with already, that's that's a fantastic experience. And Boost VC as well. Uh, yes. Boost has been in the VR uh, venture capitalist area for quite a while. I think Boost has probably invested in more VR companies than any other uh, VC out there. Um, in fact, in the end, you know, the main investors that we did end up going with, um, we, we were significantly oversubscribed. Uh, there was quite a few people who were, who were interested, which I haven't raised before myself, so I'm not sure really how, how different that is. But um, I feel like in a pandemic, uh, that, that was kind of difficult. But of course, our numbers um, were, were showing us skyrocketing during those times, because any kind of in-home entertainment probably was too. But um, yeah, in the end, what we were able to do, which was great, it was hard to kind of have to um, close the door on some of the people we were talking to, but we were able to pick the cream of the crop and we were able to pick people who could add the most value uh, to what we were doing. 
And uh, yeah, um, I, I think I think we're kind of set up quite nicely now. Um, rather than having taken a, a large chunk from a, a VC that would have uh, that would have wanted to invest a much larger amount at a, at a seed stage, uh, I, I prefer having the, the kind of brain trust that we have now in terms of the, the strategic uh, advice and value uh, that we can get from the investors that we have. You know, I'm curious. Uh, how long has SideQuest been around now? When did you go live? We've been live on the 23rd of May, 16 months, 23rd okay. of May last year. Yeah, so that's yeah. 16 months. Yeah. How have you seen the growth of the number of users and, and downloads? Are you seeing exponential growth? Is it steady? Has it plateaued? Where are you at right now? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it kind of goes through phases. Um, we didn't actually start to measure our growth until around November of last year. And of course, on that point, we were, well on our way to the rise up to Christmas, um, and that that was that was a significant amount of growth uh, at that point. And then, of course, uh, you know there was there was maybe a little bit of a lull at the start of the year um, as 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 people's New Year's resolutions set in, and people didn't want to spend too much money. But um, as the pandemic and the lockdown kind of hit in, then things just kind of started to to skyrocket again. So this latest device. You know, we've committed to not talking about the Quest 2, but God knows <laughs> that price point uh, is hard to argue with no matter who you are. I think there's going to be a significant number of people that, that come into VR. I mean, that's that's definitely going to be a silver lining here. You, you're going to have a bunch of people who, who tried the Oculus Go and didn't really want to spend too much more than that. Um, and now they have the option to spend pretty much, you know, $50 more compared to what they might have spent on the go originally when it came out and and get a significant upgrade even uh, compared to the Quest 1. So as I was starting up uh, the VR studio here, I've noticed that my unknown sources list is <laughs> growing exponentially. <laughs> and I almost feel like I, I it, it's, it's silly, but I almost feel like Oculus should give us icons in there, yeah. just like they do in the library. But I think they're yeah. holding off on that to make it a pain to do un, unknown sources. <laughs> they've done Not a sure. few things. Uh, they've, they've moved things around and some things have been good and some have been bad. Um, but, you know, they most recently allowed you to sort the list by name or by recent. I thought that was quite useful. And uh, they're also uh, the the name that they sort of buy is not the package name; it's rather the name of the app, which is also quite useful since most apps start with the uh, com in the package name. So that that basically groups them all in together. But yeah, obviously the unknown sources list is 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 not the ideal place. It's the it's the kind of um, the, the back alley that they kind of uh, banished us to, <laughs> shall we say? But, they just uh, need to change it to say side quest, right? I mean, you're the only <laughs> other person in the game. So. Um, <laughs> Ian, also, you have a you point? I, yeah. yeah, you and I talked a little bit, and I wanted to understand, uh, you had this quote in the story that I wrote, uh, something to the effect of not wanting to compete with Facebook, and kind of had this reputation as an alternative store. Uh, obviously, Facebook long-term is going to offer this unlisted sort of way of putting apps on to a quest i'm i'm curious long term what is the plan yeah yeah this this is a hot topic um and as i've said a lot of times you know anytime facebook is involved uh, there's always a lot of drama there's a lot of speculation boy do people like to talk about it um so a lot of people have asked us about this system obviously we're we're under nda with oculus so there's certain elements i can't really discuss um but what i can say is that 
Uh, yeah, I think in the last three or four weeks, we've some, seen some things that's going to unnerve anybody when it comes to what Facebook is doing and, and how they're forcing people into this, this social platform. Um, you know, I mean, to speak about it candidly, you, you could call it them leveraging an existing monopoly in the social space and then trying to use that to leverage a, a, another monopoly in the, in the virtual reality space. And, you know, that's, that's not good no matter what industry or what space we're talking about. But talking specifically about this new system uh, that they've, they talked about briefly earlier in the year, and uh, then they went into more detail at, um, at Facebook Connect, Basically, uh, sideload developers have never had access to any of the native features of the device. They haven't been able to use leaderboards or matchmaking or access the user's avatars, much like we're doing right now. And they haven't been able to use the Oculus networking facilities. There's lots of stuff that if they could use them, uh, it could add more levels of engagement, uh, even multi-user uh, abilities to their, to their games. And um, what we're potentially looking at is that the toolkit or, or the, um, the set of tools and services uh, known as the Oculus Platform SDK or Oculus Platform Services, um, to some degree, these are going to be opened up to sideload developers. So to go from zero to something, which we don't quite know exactly what it is, uh, can't be really seen as a bad thing. Like you mentioned unknown sources and you know how difficult it is to work that way well one mm -hmm. thing that they, they confirmed at facebook connect is that uh, developers using this new system will appear in the user's library like like normal you know mm -hmm. i don't think there's any reason not to expect that it's going to behave any different to the likes of the beta channels that you can use when you release with oculus except for this direct link system will allow people to come straight into it and mm. okay so Obviously, uh, I, I don't even know the full story at this point, beyond what I can and can't say. Um, things are still being worked out, I imagine, internally uh, in terms of how they do this. Uh, there's always a certain risk with how they open this st stuff up, and we've certainly seen them tighten up their policies left, right, and center as they kind of prepare to some degree for that risk. Um, but here at SideQuest, you know, uh, we'll always want the best for our developers. And in that case, this seems to be the first party benefits uh, that we've kind of sorely needed on SideQuest for a long time. So I'm excited to see developers succeed using this method. Well, I think that the community is also very excited to see where this all ends up. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us, Shane. That's fantastic. Hey, let's move on to our next piece of news here, which is also something that has been, we've been waiting for for quite a while. Minecraft gets PSVR support with a free update. That's awesome. Free. Free is always good. Minecraft is always good. Minecraft and VR. It's not always a thing. Uh, PSVR gets it. Not other platforms. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? You guys should go. I talked for a long yeah. time there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard, well, I've heard very been... mixed things from people about this implementation. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually tried Minecraft and VR. And, you know, it's like anytime we bring up that, we always hear from the Vivecraft people uh, mm. telling us uh, ignore everything official and go do something <laughs> unofficial that's fun. Um, and, I, and I'm kind of hearing that kind of impression based on what's happening with the PSVR uh, implementation. Um, you know, I think it's a, it, I think VR for Minecraft is at an odd stage. 
I am really curious to see what happens with, uh, I don't know, six months or nine months of active development of like the open XR track controllers, you know, really going back to square one there and making sure that kind of everything there is top notch with the latest technology. Um, it could be an entirely different experience after um, quite a bit more work there. Um, Minecraft is kind of this experience that very much uh, couldn't... I, I heard this from Carmack himself at the last Oculus Connect, where it was like Minecraft really needed to have... Uh, Facebook's VR headsets needed to have OpenXR support in order to even think about having um, Minecraft on another Oculus headset. And that's happening. That's going on, but it's kind of a slow process. And it's really surprising to see Minecraft hitting Sony, uh, Sony's PSVR first. Makes you kind of wonder <laughs> what, uh, what Sony might have in store uh, long-term over, over what PlayStation is doing with the, the PSVR platform over this holiday season. Um, I used I know, to play. To I used to play. Uh, I think it was called Minecraft uh, back in the old DK one days, and and I believe maybe DK two, but it was the it was an enhanced Java version that supported VR. Fantastic. Have lots of really fun memories. Uh, great people to play with it was a really really good time and so for me i just assumed that as vr progressed as so would minecraft but uh we know that there have been several people who have said well we have to fix the locomotion in order to get minecraft into uh an oculus product and it's very disheartening for me because I think it's it's still a great game. I mean, I play it. I, I run a server here in the home, and my kids and I just went off and killed the Ender Dragon together for the first time. It was a lot of fun. I would love to be able to do that in VR, especially since my children spend so much time in VR. Uh, I feel like it's a lost, a missed opportunity, and I'm wondering if there's more to it than just the locomotion. I wonder if there's some politics or bureaucracy involved. Part of me kind of wonders if... Yeah. Um, you know, Microsoft is planning some type of Xbox headset, and if this would be the cornerstone of that plan, um, you know, mm -hmm. they do own Minecraft. And obviously, they're continuing to support it on every platform and letting them do whatever they want. But, um, you know, you wonder about what could be the big game for an Xbox VR headset. And I mean, I think Minecraft could be it. You know, like I think it would have that kind of pull. If they wanted to go that route, I don't, I don't know if that's in the plans or not, but um, I think it, I think it'd be pretty appealing. Yeah, it, maybe they're coming out with a uh, Windows MR X Series S Deluxe Elite headset. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the major the major problem with Minecraft on PSVR, in case you're unaware, is uh, there's no PlayStation Move controller support. You don't get motion controllers at all. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it worked on Gear VR, basically, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, we've seen. It's probably one of the most, you know, requested apps I think on SideQuest is Minecraft. So much so that we get people who have who have ripped the Gear VR version from a device and then submitted to SideQuest as if, uh, you know, 
they're submitting a, a game that we can approve. Even one person changed his name to Microsoft to try and fool us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did, did, he at least say, did he at least make it Mike Rosoft? <laughs> oh. I mean, that would have worked. Oh, he went all out. Yeah, their logo and everything as a as a profile picture. But um, that's incredible. I think you know what I love. Uh, we need to get Heaney to put up the chart that he's made in the past, comparing the different processors of the PS4 and the XR2, um, compared to like the the base processor of some of these other systems. Because uh, I keep wondering about uh, people keep bringing up sort of wanting like a Vita ish version of PSVR is like a like a standalone um, PlayStation, and I, I keep wondering like how small would a PS4 be um, if you made it fresh in a couple of years? Like so, like could they really fit all the processing powers of PS4 into the headband of a future headset? Um, it, it, you don't need to have a graphical upgrade up to, to PS5 in order to kind of like bring PS4, PS4 forward into uh, a future headset. But like, gosh, I would love a standalone PSVR headset that uh, had a PS4 more or less built into it because that's how much technology has progressed. But like the power consumption of a PS4 is off the charts, I think, compared. Well, um, Ian, I'll tell you what. I, if, if they were to do that and put a PS4 inside of a psvr and stick it on my head they better have noise canceling headphones because those fans oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sounds like a jet taking off yeah (laughs) well i think there's still room for my uh microsoft to come out with some form of minecraft uh for vr six doff vr headsets and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how long it takes for them to do that. David, you might be right. It might end up being an exclusive the G2. for some new headset. Yeah. Or even the G2. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to the next piece of news here. No Man's Sky. Shane mentioned this earlier. No Man's Sky has come out with a new update called Origin Oranges. No, Origins. <laughs> See, Sean, I get all those fun tweets now. Uh, he's been tweeting Oranges for like a week or so. Yes. Oranges. Uh, see, now I'm saying it wrong on, on accident. Origins is uh, basically a graphical update. It's adding new planets and new critters and new all sorts of stuff. Now, I personally updated my No Man's Sky this morning. Played it uh, just as a you know pancake mode for about an hour. It uh, oh, this is probably the trailer Love for it. it. Yeah, there's there's birds, there's bugs. I went back to my home planet and found a million little worms jumping up and down out of the ground all around my base. I was not happy about that. Have you um have you have you been back to Planet Upload? I haven't checked that planet out in about a year, so. Uh, no, I haven't. Upload Centauri is the name of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have no, to go the, back the, and check the, it out. The graphics are good, and I'm going to say something that I didn't realize right away, but I believe they've updated the audio, the, the sounds, when you're flying in space, when you're uh, at your base. It just it sounds a little bit more natural. It's not so clunky anymore. 
I'll be curious to see how that translates over. Once we are done with the show here, I'm going to play it in VR. I'll use my Quest and the link cable. See what kind of performance I can get out of that. But I'll it's, be, it's a, I'll, yeah. I'll be uh, streaming this update on Monday. I was oh, okay. thinking about doing it tomorrow, but tomorrow I'm going to stream Solaris instead. But Monday I'll be playing this on our channel here. So Shane, are you a No Man's Sky regular player, or have you just played with it, you know, previously? Um, what was the name of the update that actually added support for VR? I was trying to think about it. Think Beyond. of that one. Were... Beyond, of course. Beyond, yes. Yeah. So when the Beyond update was announced, I was lucky enough to pick up No Man's Sky for like ten dollars on a significant discount on Steam. And then I didn't get to play it because I was just so busy for like six months. And then the Beyond update came out and I still didn't get a chance to play it. But I think about eight months ago or so, I kind of sunk myself into it. And I think it's amazing. I think, you know, one thing I think would make it, it would make it better um, is a more immersive multiplayer experience. If there was a way to kind of interact, maybe even voice uh, built in for people that you could talk uh, to. And then if you could kind of do that, I think it's the Minecraft of the future, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of what you can do, what you can build. It's just I, infinite. I think it has voice support, I'm pretty sure. Does it really? Right, platform? I, I think so. I've never never managed to talk to anybody apart from all the strange aliens that speak very oddly. But uh yeah. I remember whenever I used to stream it, um people from the chat would join would join me on stream and we would play together. Right. So it's not like some external sort of third party like discord or something it's actually got voice support built in i mean maybe i'm, I'm pretty just... sure i mean i could be wrong but i'm I'm like 90 percent sure i could be i mean i went to the players yeah i went to the yeah there, yeah you know and there's a bunch of people there and i didn't hear anybody talking so i don't know if maybe it's something that needs i think be... it's i think it's opt-in you have to be in a group yeah. together i think is what it got is. it right yeah yeah, but I, I like that comparison, Shane, of saying that No Man's Sky is the Minecraft of the future. Uh, yeah, this is a yeah, game the that I... The terraforming is incredible. I mean, you can oh, yeah. you can do some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. What I think is really impressive about it, of course, is because the entire thing is procedural. There's no huge yeah. assets that have to go along with the game. Like I can't remember exactly, but it was... It's probably a couple hundred megabytes rather than several gigabytes uh, when you go to download it. Um, which is just great. I think procedural is just the way of the future. Anything you see that's procedural looks amazing. Uh, looks realistic. Uh, and yeah, I think I think No Man's Sky is something that is well worth your money to get because of the amount of content that's in there. You know, they yeah, now, nowadays it's like I would say nowadays there's like there's no caveat to that statement. You know, a year or two ago yeah. it would be kind of like. Uh, multiplayer is not that great, or you know, it's kind of missing this or missing that. No, like nowadays, this game is. If you like sci-fi at all, if you like you know procedural stuff, if you like survival, if you like any of that, like this game is hands down. Like you have to play it. It's it's incredible. Absolutely. See, the appeal for me to this game is the upgradability factor of yeah. you go gather resources and then you build something and then you build another something and then those things go together and build something else and that's the type of game that i really enjoy is yeah, that they've, done, they've done a great here. job of expanding on that because i know at launch it didn't even have base building you know, it was like it was right. so bare bones but now it's like every single thing you do and find can contribute to your growth 
in some way. And that just continues to compound on itself over and over and over. And it's all functional. Like there's very little just vanity things in a game. It's all very functional. So it's it's really great. Yeah, I can't I can't really speak too highly of it. I, I really love it. I just wish I had more time to play it. That's the, that's the main thing. Yeah. High five. <laughs> yeah, Ian. Yeah, so I'll be a curious video. to see. Um, back when they back when they released support, Ian um, uh, took off from a planet with his daughter. He taught her how to fly, and he's flying, and then sees her flying next to him, and he looked out his cockpit, and he's like waving at her and stuff. It was it was a great video. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I love that so much. It, it's an unforgettable memory in VR. Uh, we were on a hostile planet. The gas was killing us. And so she's like hopping along the low gravity to, you know, I'm watching her going over to her ship and then uh, sort of yelling at her to try to make sure she's she's inside her ship and then is able to take off. And I'm explaining the controls to her over the intercom more or less between us. But it was such you can't really Minecraft is the only other thing that even comes close to this idea of being kind of like there on a flat screen as well as there in VR and really feeling both of you uh, together. It's it's phenomenal. There aren't many games that fill that need. Um, and I'm curious to kind of like when you put it over the long term that news from Microsoft uh, acquiring all those game studios mm. um, you know, all those different properties what kind of metaverse they can build uh, to steal that term but like uh, being able to go to all these different places uh, in VR together with other people is going to be incredible. Like, David, if if Skyrim, after all this time, really got multiplayer support, what would you be doing? I wouldn't be here right now. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think No Man's Sky is not uh in its final form yet and i think that that's really important and i think that the i personally pre-ordered it when i first saw the trailer for this game which has been you know parodied to death obviously because the original version of the game wasn't quite what they had promised but i pre-ordered it i loved the game from day one i was i downloaded it as soon as i could and i'm happy with that investment because i don't typically pre-order things except for the quest too, but I, I don't typically order games. And this was one that I'm very happy that I did. It's got a lot of staying power and that's important. I mean, so many games you play them, you throw them on the shelf, you never see them again. And this game, I come back to it every so often and spend quite a bit of time, probably more than I should playing each update. So it, it's, it's working. Kudos to hello games for keeping it addictive. Very cool. Keeping even just building it, you know, they could have just abandoned it whenever the press was so bad, but to stick with oh, yeah. that and to try to rebuild your reputation and try to kudos to them for, for sticking with it. I think that's, that's, um, that's exactly what you want to be able to get uh, a return on, on your investment when you pre-order is to see that they've pulled it out of the bag eventually. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to our next piece, which Ian alluded to earlier. I think it was Ian. The HP Reverb G2 ships in November. Well, wow, that's coming up pretty quickly. New orders arrive in December. So it looks like Santa Claus might be delivering these headsets down your chimney very, very soon. Yeah. Who wants uh, to talk the thing about I want to point out there, 
Yeah, the thing I want to talk about there is it's interesting that we've already got Oculus Quest back order to November. And more or less, this is HP telling us that Reverb G2 is back order to December. So uh, it's, you know, when you look at those two headsets together, that's probably the majority of the market for VR at the end of 2020. You've got the index still uh, chugging along. Doing its thing, um, Rift S will be retiring soon enough. Um, you know, this Reverb G2 and Quest 2 is sort of poised to be kind of the leaders unless we have more announcements that surprise us in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing every indication here that this thing is going to be hard to get come Christmas time, both of them. Um, I could be wrong. It's still early. But uh, I'm thinking it's going to be another one of these uh, scalpers pricing these things hundreds of dollars higher by the time we get to uh, the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Da- David, have you tried the G2 yourself? Oh, no, no. I tried the, the original Reverb, and I thought it was very comfortable. Um, but no, I haven't tried the G2. Yeah, I haven't either. I've done the original and yes it's very comfortable very nice screen uh nice nice head strap everything was was pretty solid uh i i wonder because you see a lot of people were like ah okay the rift s is dead so i guess we're all getting a g2 and a lot of the oculus quest 2 haters uh are more preferring something like this and i'm not really sure whether or not there's a spot in my home for a PC VR headset, knowing that the Quest can offer that, the Quest 2 will offer that when I get that. What is the appeal for this specific headset for somebody who's already kind of embedded into the uh, current ecosystem of VR? I think it's it's pretty appealing for anyone that hates Facebook and doesn't want to uh, have a Facebook (laughs) account tied to their VR self. I think it's very clear. Like, I think if I were HP, I would try to find ways to double down on that. You know, like this is, this is the PC headset for those that want, that don't want lighthouse tracking and don't want Facebook invading their VR world. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is. Um, But you, you give up a whole lot of, well, portability, wirelessness. You give up quite a number of things. There are a lot of people out there though, that don't, have interest in taking their headset with them when they leave the house that don't um, care about, you know, wireless really, if they're only going to be playing flight sims or racing games, they don't need a wireless headset. If, uh, if they're not bothered by the wire that much, you know, like I've gotten used to it for the most part. I, I prefer the quest. Now it's hard to go back, but I was used to the wire. You know, I didn't really think it bothered me very much until I tried the quest, but um, I think, I think there's a market for it. I think, I think, it's just unfortunate that it's, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, it's just unfortunate it's a Windows headset, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the tracking agree. isn't that good, and those controllers aren't that great, so um, it's it's unfortunate. How, how much is version 2, right? Yes, yeah, Version it's, 2 it's of the tracking. Windows version 2. Um, yeah, maybe we have better. to get our hands on it, really. Know. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but the, I'm just speaking the problem, from... Yeah, I, mean, the, I, I just, I feel like Microsoft have really... Um, not really invested that much in VR. So, you know, at the minute you're buying this to, to use it with Steam, 
you know there's there's really not going to be a whole lot on the microsoft mm -hmm. store to be able to use with this and i think it's kind of a shaky a shaky ground to start on you know i think the rest of the windows mixed reality headsets have come and gone and you know um yeah just i would trust somebody like uh, valve or or even facebook to have more invested in the content and the ecosystem around the headset than microsoft <laughs> what what a chart right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really you know incredible when you think G2 about is? what what's the cost on the g2 600 uh so 599 versus uh what is it 299 yeah um, and it's amazing to me that like facebook is just shutting down uh oculus rift s right at the top of the chart there so they kind of like oh, we could do it if we wanted to but we really just care about the standalone quest uh, that's, it's more or less that's the really impressive like the, the rift s is outperforming every combined vive headset that's crazy mm. Mm. now this steam percentage yeah. usage correct yeah, it doesn't so, even include yeah. Oculus, of course, the people who aren't necessarily using Steam. I think Steam, the Vive so. might be separate. I think the different Vive models might be separate on that chart. Um, oh, okay, maybe. For the record. Um, but it well, is all the right, Vive, but it doesn't make reality headsets, which is kind of is very significant. Hmm. Like, Oculus Quest added PC support in uh, November, uh, was, was it, of last year? Yeah, here are all the other Vive uh, models. So Oculus Quest added PC support in November of 2019, I believe. And it's already more than all Windows Mixed Reality headsets combined. That includes the Reverb G1. Um, it's not even out of beta. Acer, HP. You know, I did one of those polls with my Twitter following asking sort of, do you think the Oculus Quest 2 is going to be bigger uh, on Steam than the Reverb G2, and I think the majority said that they believed Quest it 2 would, would be uh, outperforming the G2 on on Steam. You know, if you're a developer, sure. what's done that is virtual desktop. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 uh, hugely yeah. contributed. Virtual desktop. Mm -hmm. I just put a post out a day or two ago that virtual desktop has overtaken Pavlov as the most downloaded app on Sidecrest. It's literally wow. kissing two hundred thousand downloads. Wow! So yeah, virtual desktop. We need to talk to Gigi and try to get him back on here. Uh, I would love to get Darshan back on here and start talking more about what's going on with uh, everything. I mean, Darshan has been sort of uh, commenting on the thirty percent thing on an ongoing basis, uh, and it's kind of. It's something we're going to need to get into as time goes on again and again. Virtual desktop is, you know, Carmack brought it up in his keynote where it's kind of like a, a wireless link is a usable feature in, uh, for a lot of people. And if you put in a menu experimental beta feature, uh, you know, and gave a proper warning in front of turning this on, I don't see why Quest owners at home shouldn't be allowed to turn it on. Um, yeah. And I, I don't quite get it. Facebook's kind of been getting away with saying that, yeah, there's actually a lot of people that could be made uncomfortable by this if they turned it on. And 
while true, you still kind of know what you're getting into, and there's plenty of things available through the quest store that could make you uncomfortable if you don't play them right. Um, so like, yeah, I, think, I, I think it's it, more it, than that, though, right? Because I think Kent on Kent Bye's Voices of VR, uh, Guy was recently on there, and he talked about it, and if you're dealing with network, if you're dealing with USB, if you're dealing with any kind of transit of compressed video, there's a number of things along the way that can cause an impact. Even the performance of the computer that you're trying to use to do it could impact on the user's experience. So without looking at the, tran- the transit method or, or you know, how he's achieving this, uh, this wireless streaming, which is second to none, if you ask me, um, the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of things upstream there that could affect the experience negatively anyway. And that happens with Link, which they're bringing out of beta in, in a month or, or two as well. So. Well, take a look at the number of developers who are actually developing for VR and not using Unreal or Unity or any other type of engine. I mean, Yi is just writing pure code, and that's why his app just works so phenomenally. And I think that it's impressive. I rewatched Carmack's uh, OC6 uh, keynote, and... Wow, he really likes what Guy has done with virtual desktop. He doesn't say it directly, but he alludes yes. to it enough. Yeah, he does. He does. He's, he's yeah, that's for sure. He's on it, John. He'll definitely mention it, even if it, if he can't, he'll squeeze it in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Before he gets I mean, out I, of stage. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of the, the the underlying kind of frustration. There is like, is he kind of saying in code that like this is like. This should run. This this should be allowed on the store. He does he doesn't go that far in his keynote, but like he simply it's kind of it heard or Yeah, and and I, I just I have to agree if that's the statement. Like it should be on the store, and uh, with you know the caveats of experimental, and I just I start wondering <laughs> if the the longer that it's not on there at this point, what is it saying about Facebook? Kind of. Uh, monopoly strength yeah Um, the only the only monopoly i want to see in vr better have boardwalk and park place on it that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) has anybody done monopoly in vr yet you know one of those things where you could maybe build one in vr like you there's the idea of rebuilding a lot of these games uh in sort of generic ways inside various apps What's that? What's that one on Steam Tabletop Simulator? I'm sure there's a monopoly yeah. in there. <laughs> you know, he I, I picture Heaney scrambling to go find these uh, images every time <laughs> we say something. That was that was very quick that time. He, yeah, he didn't that have that one ready. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, well, yeah, I will we, say we, that for me, yeah. like for me personally, whenever um, if I have the ability or the option to, I typically am using my Quest via virtual desktop if I do any PC VR content, usually. Um, I, my, my home network is good enough that I don't personally really notice much of a difference. I, I don't use Link. I, don't, I use my Rift if, um, if I need, you know, like a really reliable, you know, like PC headset. Like if I'm streaming, I'll use my Rift just in, to eliminate any, you know, weirdness. But... Um, like whenever I'm reviewing stuff, you know, a lot of the time I'll, I'll be using virtual desktop as, as long as it works well. And um, it, 
you know, for me, it's great. Like I, I, I really love being able to move around the room without a wire. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I have an office, uh, a den. I, actually, I'm in it right now, but my bedroom is directly above it. And so having virtual desktop running on this machine to be able to just connect to, I'm just one floor up and here I am and being able to stream from this PC, virtual desktop has been a That's huge awesome. lifesaver. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Well, okay. Uh, we did have Solaris on the news list, but David, you kind of already talked about that. So I feel like we're good. So that concludes. Yeah. 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 yeah the news section for us. Uh, typically, we would have a hot topic and stuff, but you know what? I think we're doing pretty well here on this episode. Uh, David, before we sign off, is there any fun, new, exciting things coming down the pipes that you'd like to talk about? There's there's a lot of exciting stuff. Um, in addition to Solaris, which just came out today, um, you can probably read my review for that either tomorrow or Monday, and I'll be streaming it tomorrow here on our YouTube channel. And then on Monday, I'll be streaming the No Man's Sky update. And then next week, at some point, whenever I can figure out the time to do it, um, I will also be streaming The Walking Dead Onslaught, which comes out next week. It's uh, the new Walking Dead VR game that's going to be based on the actual TV show, so you get to play as Daryl. Um, Norma Reedus himself, without, without the baby fetus this time, just the, there's just the grown-up fetus, no baby fetus. Uh, it's not not death stranding, and you get to play as him inside The Walking Dead. You get to go to Alexandria. You, know, you can talk to you know Rick, all those characters, iconic characters, Michonne's in there, all that stuff. And um, that comes out next week, and next week is also going to be the Frostpoint beta, which we talked about a little bit earlier, a new shooter from In Exile. And next week is also Star Wars Squadrons. Mm. So there, there's a lot of VR stuff coming out within the next eight days. So um, I am probably not going to sleep. And um, if, <laughs> if I do die, just know that I'm going to finish the reviews first. So don't don't worry. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for, for the content. Mm. So it's going to be fun. I'm really excited for Squadrons because I've got, I've got a joystick ready to go. I've got a throttle. You know, I'm I'm not very good at flight sims. I'm not really very good at using the like CODIS, but I'm going I'm gonna figure it out for Star Wars because that that's gonna be so worth it to play that game with the with the throttle and stick like that. I'm I'm very excited for it. And um hopefully we get review code soon because I I wanna have time to finish the campaign and all that kind of stuff. Totally. All right, Ian, how about you? What do you got going on coming up down the pipe? Yeah, uh, there's things under embargo, uh, which can't be talked about. Uh, you say it in uh, code. Say it in code. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> there's. Is now the time to bring up, you know, Quest 2, uh, sort of. There's. This This was our time to talk about PCVR. And that, that's the, the things I kind of broke my heart about Gnomes and Goblins, was it was really hard to kind of like. I kind of was like getting excited for it as like a here's something awesome and new on PCVR to that, that's unique, but it sounds like we're gonna have to wait for more like uh, flight simulator uh, sort of generation stuff to hit um, in VR for that really to be true. Um, so like I'm, I'm kind of like looking forward to more Alex community content over the next couple months. Um, as well as really wanting to do the flight simulator uh, the right way. Uh, flight simulator and uh, Star Wars are going to be two amazing things that 
I can't wait to get into over these these next few months. Um, you got to be my wingman. Uh, those are like you, the, you and me, and we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fly together. We're doing it. Yeah. No, those are the ones I'm, I'm most excited about, and then it's going to be a lot of Quest Two stuff uh, that we're going to need to get into in the coming weeks. Is sort of we see this new wave of people get into VR. It's it's really I'm convinced it's going to be that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of a whole new generation of people with all those same questions coming at us uh, that we got the first time around with Quest and even VR in general. Cool. We're going to be doing hey, uh, launch live stream marathons again, like I did for the last quest. That was a lot of fun. Wait. Doing handstands and guided meditation in the living room. <laughs> Good time. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Shane, how about you? Do you have anything you want to tell our audience while you have their ears? Um, uh, I guess things that are kind of upcoming that I'm that I'm sort of excited about. Um, uh, Dr. Beef teased a little while ago, uh, Doom 3. He's doing his, his latest in his saga yes. of amazing ports. So that looks like it's just going to be another complete and utter showstopper. So I'm really, he hasn't announced any kind of dates. That could be a couple of weeks out, but uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, something else I've been working on recently. Um, I've been working with some of the more popular tilt brush uh, artists, particularly uh, Rosie, Rosie Summers. And um, I've been working on some tools that would allow them to create apps from their from their art and and put that uh, uh, onto Quest. So that's kind of exciting. We're we're sort of toying with some of those tools. We might um, uh, expand on that and and talk to some more artists as well if there's any interest there. But um, I think it's interesting to be able to help people reach uh, you know reach a possible new audience there. So I'm excited about that. And Very yeah, cool. I mean, apart from that, just. Same old uh, grind, really. Uh, get my head down and get some get some work done in SideQuest and start building out some cool stuff. Fantastic. And we appreciate the effort that you're putting in. The community definitely appreciates that. Thank you very much. So, uh, David, I don't know if you've been looking at the comments and all of that. A lot of people talking about a lot of different things. Somebody mentioned that my... Uh, my quaff is a bit longer. My my chin quaff, yes. Uh, the beard is a little longer. I had Oculus change my avatar and give me a little bit longer beard to accurately <laughs> reflect me in real life. I'm going full ZZ top uh, over the course of the quarantine. Not really. Uh, okay, so I guess that's it for this episode. Now stay tuned for other stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, next week, we'll have another episode of this, the VR download, probably. Go check out VR Roulette and everything else that we have on UploadVR.com and our YouTube channel. And we've got just fantastic stuff. August was kind of the calm before the storm. The storm's here, folks. Check out UploadVR.com to get all of your news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. I want to thank the folks that are watching on YouTube Live, and I want to thank the folks that are listening to this podcast later. And I want to thank all of you for being on the show. Fantastic. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the future.